0: Annenberg Media. This is the Annenberg Learner Podcast, where we aim to elevate the education profession through conversations that inspire, recognize, and encourage innovation and best practices in the field. We track the lived experience of teachers, students, and parents alongside the ecosystem that serves them. Guest speakers will share what's working and the steps we can take to reimagine and redesign teaching and learning for our most vulnerable populations. Welcome, everyone, to another episode of the Annenberg Learner Podcast. I'm very excited to introduce Cho M. A couple highlights, Best Buy Teen Tech Center in South LA is opening on June 2nd, 2022, and we're very excited today to welcome Cho from Best Buy. Growing up in the Echo Park community of Los Angeles to Cambodian immigrant parents, Cho knows too well the adversity first-generation students' face. Discovering her love for education and social services at an early age, Cho attended Northwest Nazarene University, receiving a Bachelor's of Arts in Social Work. The majority of the 20 years Cho has committed to youth work were spent at Breezy Foundation, where she provided over half a million dollars in scholarships established a robust college access retention program, expanded the workforce development programs available to young people, and supported the build-out of Los Angeles' first Best Buy Team Tech Center. After dedicating most of her career to supporting young people with getting through college, Cho recognized the need to strengthen pathways outside of higher ed, and joined Best Buy's social impact team. Now as Best Buy's Los Angeles Community Impact Hub Manager, Cho strives to cultivate the relationships needed in Los Angeles County to develop tangible pathways into the creative economy for young people in disinvested communities. Welcome, Cho. Thank you. Thank you for having me, Nati. Well, we're really excited to welcome you. The collaboration between the Annenberg Foundation, Best Buy, and the Greater LA Fund created this unique opportunity to build out a Best Buy Team Tech Center at the Vermont's Lawson Economic Development Corporation. Can you share with the learner audience what the Best Buy Team Tech Centers are and a little bit about who they serve and what the experience is like for members?
1: Yeah, teen tech centers are after-school spaces. Um, They're equipped with cutting-edge technology and are staffed by development professionals who provide these safe and supportive learning environments for teens. Teen tech centers provide access to professional-grade tech like 3D printers and music studios. Those are things you'll see a lot of times in all of our teen tech centers. They inspire young people through supportive mentors and peer-to-peer collaboration. And they provide opportunities through like technical training and college and career guidance in the name you hear it, it's a teen tech center so they're uh, built for teens specifically so no young person's ever going to be turned away from a teen tech center but strategically teen tech centers are a place in disinvestment communities our hope at best buy is to provide access and resources to communities who don't generally have them the experiences in a teen tech center is gonna look a little different depending on the teen themselves and i think that's the beauty of a teen tech center A student would be able to explore coding one day or beat making another day. So you can kind of get into this really like a very specific and like maybe more math oriented activity. And then the next day also tap into the more creative side of yourself and make music, films and things like that. With access to so many things, our hope is that young people would continuously explore and create in the teen tech centers. Of course, there are opportunities for them to have more structured project-based learning, but at the core, young people have the freedom to follow their interests. That self-guided learning is one of the elements of a teen tech center.
0: Got it. That sounds really fantastic. That they have all this equipment available to them, and how
1: is the location of a center decided? There are a couple of layers in that we have a, a committee or a group of like partners that we work with, Annenberg Foundation being one of them, and the Greater. Los Angeles Education Foundation being another. And so together we kind of like take a look at these priority communities. The Internal Services Department has helped create this really cool map of like where some of the biggest needs are and they assess things like poverty levels and just like access to like internet and technology. Unfortunately, when you look throughout LA County, the map is very red and it just gets redder and redder in certain communities. And so that's one layer of it. Like, where is there an actual need? Another layer is the fact that we are using some American relief funds for this. We got every supervisor or supervisorial district to approve uh, funding to go into these teen tech centers. Mm -hmm. And so we will put one in every district and one of all the five districts. And so that's another component. And then diving deeper into that, when we launch an RFP, you know, we do a lot of groundwork in in talking to members of the community and different community-based organizations. And we have a team that assesses all of the proposals that come through to us. You know, we are looking for mission-aligned organizations who are already serving teens, So at the forefront, that's what we're looking for. And we just go through this process of reviewing and doing site visits and having continuous conversations until we land on one organization that we feel would be the best fit. And sometimes it's a an easy decision to make. And other times it's a little harder. There are a lot of great organizations out there doing great work. And so we're lucky to be working with some solid people.
0: Got it. You're describing the... The LA model. So, can you Mm -hmm. talk a little bit? What is a community impact hub? And how is that different from other locations that have teen tech centers? Because my understanding is they're all across the country. Is that right?
1: Yes, there are. Best Buy has been investing in teen tech centers for a while now. The first teen tech center opened nationwide in 2012. There are 50 currently open with the plan to hit 100 by the end of 2025. Like 12 of those 100 will be in LA County. And that is the community impact hub. So those 12 team tech centers, it's going to be a network of team tech centers that will provide the same types of access and programming, you know, the mentorship and the support that all the other team tech centers provide. But with this added focus on building a career pipeline into the creative economy, it kind of like happens into like LA's got one of the largest economies in the world and one of the most diverse regions in the world Yet somehow with a 94% increase in tech jobs in the region and almost 75% of people here identifying as a person of color, representation, diversity in those jobs has remained stagnant since 2007. And so that's like the crazy thing, right? Like, you know, like we're looking at like the fact that there are structural and systemic barriers that keep people of color out of these creative jobs. And so the community impact hub is trying to change those conditions and systems that keep people of color out of the creative economy, and we're doing that by developing these pathways into these jobs. You know, so we're identifying the gaps between the learning that happens in the Teen Tech Center and being job ready by the time a young person ages out of the program. And then we're building the partnerships with foundations and companies, uh, to fill these gaps and to provide mentors to support young people on their journeys.
0: It's uh, amazing to hear that Best Buy has dedicated so much of this, these resources and locations to LA specifically, and I, I think we can see why. You can subscribe to the Annenberg Learner podcast on Apple or wherever you get your podcasts. You mentioned some creating a pathway to, to jobs, and I assume that some of those will be jobs with Best Buy. What other companies are participating in this work that are committed to creating
1: these pathways for students and teens? Hmm. Yes, some of these jobs will be with Best Buy. I think that's a great entry point. And there's a lot of uh, room for growth once someone joins the company. We're still really early in the process. Like we have a few teen tech centers open. We have a few more that are that will be open in another nine months. But we're really early in the community impact hub. And so the need to have like a very specific commitment uh, from a company right now is not quite there. What we do need to do is start having conversations with companies. And so we are where we are meeting with like the guilds or working with the EIF, which is the Entertainment Industry Foundation to start having conversations with like the different guilds to see like, where can we start building out like the programs and the pipelines to get into those jobs, you know? So like we are still putting in the groundwork of like identifying, starting really early conversations and then working with foundations to kind of like start filling some of those like gaps in kind of like the tech programming component of things. We are in a place where we're saying like, well, can we work with a Navoc foundation to start offering programs in our existing teen tech center so that we can start building out like, The learning pieces Mm -hmm. and strengthening those things uh, while we start exploring the job piece of things.
0: Yes, makes sense. And just to clarify again for our audience, one of those centers is, is opening in a week. So it's very early in this work. We will definitely track and update this information as it develops. So, going back to what teens are learning in these centers, can you talk a little bit about the learning model and kind of skills they will come out with after? you know, some touch points in the in the team.
1: There is a learning model and then there's specific skills. So our learning model is to learn by design to like follow your interests, build community and to foster respect and trust. It's a model that we've adopted from our national implementation partners, the Clubhouse Network. That learning framework is important to us because we believe that when you're actively engaged, you're going to learn more. When you care about what you're working on, you're willing to work longer and harder, which again, leads to learning more. Um, When you collaborate with individuals from different ages, cultures, and genders, you gain new perspectives for understanding the world. And when different ideas and opinions are respected, there's a sense of safety and trust in the environment again, allowing young people to take risks and innovate. And these are things that are true, I feel like, for teens and for adults. Like, I know I learn more when I allow the grace to make mistakes. That's kind of like the environment that we want to create in our teen tech centers. Very specific skills that, like, young people can learn coming out of a teen tech center. You know, like if they're in a workforce development program, they're going to learn some workforce development skills. You know, those soft skills that unfortunately aren't taught to young people in our communities by like parents or even schools. I know that like I didn't learn about resume writing, how to conduct myself in an interview, and th- how to even look for a job. I didn't learn those things at home or or in school. I learned it at an organization. And so those are some of the like soft skills Training that we're going to teach young people very specific tech skills. Like you can take a coding class if you're interested in. Like you know, a lot of the teen tech centers offer robotics and coding. They might offer photography. Like you know, how do you t- how do you work a DSLR camera? How do you edit the camera? Like all teen tech centers are equipped with the Adobe Creative Suite software mm-hmm. on their computers, so like they have access to that, and so they can do the editing that they need to do in their pictures in their films and things like that. How do you take a picture with this green screen? And how do you, you know, change the backdrop so it looks like you're somewhere else, not in a teen tech center? Things we've seen in a teen tech center, like where kids have done these amazing things that I wish I had access to when I was younger.
0: (laughs) Sure. Yeah. Can you talk about some of the projects that you've seen come out of the centers that they've created
1: there? A standout project for me right now is one that took place at the Legacy LA Teen Tech Center uh, in partnership with Legacy of LA's youth leadership program. These teens conducted research on how many cars produce pollutants into the community by testing the air quality around the Ramona Gardens development complex. And so, after researching the air quality, the teens discovered that the pollutants that they found cause illnesses that are often found amongst residents who live in the housing development. The teens collaborated with one another and they interviewed community members and worked with community leaders. So what they actually ended up doing after all of this, they created this documentary about the natural park that was built to be a green buffer to filter the pollutants. And they hope that it brings awareness to the need for more natural parks in their community. So I'm not like really a science oriented person, but when I hear about projects like that, like I think it's so cool to see like how young people are not just engaging with science, but like they're gaining other tech skills, and they're learning how to collaborate and work with other people. And then these are all things that they can use in the future, yes, regardless of what career they go into. But I think the best thing about it is that they use tech to highlight an issue that they saw in their community. They want to use that to enforce some sort of change, and that's the type of empowerment we want to see in all the teen tech centers.
0: They discover their own agency and like yeah, and are learning in a way that's authentic to them. That sounds amazing
1: when young people create in the teen tech center and they're empowered and they're like allowed to make mistakes and, and just really like dream, they come up with some crazy things. And I think I was like, I couldn't do that at 15 or 13. Like they're so talented. (laughs) And
0: to have the, the space and time to do that freely. I mean, when I think about Uh, the school environment in a traditional school it's very structured and it's not interdisciplinary so you're like if you're in math you're doing math if you're in English you're doing English and this type of project seems like everything gets pulled to the table
1: yeah and to your point about like how things are structured in the schools teen tech centers like the layout of a teen tech center is going to differ with every location because of like building room size and you know design interests. Some of the pieces that like are very important to us is to make sure that like, you know, you don't, you don't have a classroom setting. Like we, we want to see these clusters. We want to see tables in pause and computers in pause because of that kind of like free collaborative experience we want young people to have. As we start building out like the designs of teen tech centers in partnership with hosting community-based organization, we articulate that early on. It's like, we don't want this to feel like a classroom. That environment is really something we want to make sure that we instill in all the teen tech centers. Yes.
0: Yeah. And, and environment makes a big difference to mm-hmm. how you experience the, the world and learning and interacting with others.
2: As part of its mission to advance excellent teaching in American schools, Annenberg Learner funds and distributes educational video programs with coordinated online and print materials for the professional development of K-12 teachers. Many programs are also intended for students in the classroom and viewers at home with videos that exemplify excellent teaching. K-12 educators, students, and lifelong learners may access Annenberg Learner resources for free at learner.org. Please note, rights restrictions may limit the availability of some series. For the latest information about learner programming and availability, sign up for the Annenberg Learner Newsletter at learner.org.
0: Given your experience building out the college access retention programs in your previous work, how much exposure do students get to college access versus uh, paths towards vocational or trade school when they go
1: through a teen tech center? It's definitely a part of the conversation unfortunately our, you know, like teen tech center coordinators can't be experts in tech, uh, youth development, college, career. Like it's, it's a lot to ask one person to be an expert in all of those things. I'm sure there, there are people out there, but it's not easy to come across. Um, Sure. But I think kind of like the important thing that we want to highlight is like a coordinator should be meeting a young person where they are at. Um, And so if, college is what the student wants to explore that's the conversation that should be had if a trade school is what a student wants to explore that's the conversation that should be had and if neither one of those options are <laughs> uh, what the young person wants then it's exploring like well how do we ensure that we have this pathway into a job but what does it look like to to get there um, and I think that's you know like the the piece that we're trying to build out a little bit more with the community impact hub but I like it's understanding like no two teens are going to be the same Mm -hmm. and it's meeting that young person where they are and and having continuous conversations with them so that they're informed in the decisions that they make for their future Um, that safety and that freedom is to explore all options is important and important things to recognize like where is this young person at what is it that they want to do? And how do we have these conversations so that they can make the most informed decision about their own future? And so it's not this clear cut dosage. I will say, though, like the the most ideal situation for a teen tech center is to have kind of like this built out like college access program. But to have someone who is an expert in that, it's to have this separate career pathways program and it's to have an expert in that and to all work collectively. Like I think wraparound services are an important thing in teen tech centers. Hmm.
0: Do teen tech centers provide wraparound services?
1: Teen tech centers in itself don't, but like oftentimes when you can when you can find an organization that has the additional support, maybe not specifically in the teen tech center, but like it mm-hmm. might be it might be a, an organization that has a, a college program already. And so if there's already a built-out college program and you add this piece of like a teen tech center, how do those coordinators work together to make sure that like a young person has access to both uh, if you have a work development program already? And sometimes it's just like social services, you know, like what emergency assistance can take place. And so if you can find an organization that can meet some of those other needs and a teen tech tech center gets layered into that. That means the organization as a whole, the teens that they're already serving now gets this amazing piece, access to technology and these cool programs. But it also means the teens that come through that program now have access to the other established teen programs that exist. And, and that way you can explore all the different avenues. One thing that you, you'll keep hearing is like collaboration. So it's a collaboration you know, we want young people to collaborate with each other. We want foundations to collaborate so that we're building out a hub. We want the staff to collaborate so that like the young person is served and supported in the best way possible. Like, you know, I'm sure you've heard the terms, like it takes a village. It, it takes a village and so many things to help like young people um, grow.
0: Yes. Yes. And I see. So because teen tech centers are not just built from nothing. <laughs> They're built in existing organizations that already are have some of these assets and resources for families.
1: Yes. I have tried to explore the thought of just like building a teen tech center out of nothing. And <laughs> I now understand why that is not <laughs> a good idea. Yes. I think,
0: you know, a lot of the research has shown you you have to connect with community partners and trusted partners that are there and not just try to come in.
1: (laughs) Yeah. It's essential to the success of the program.
0: Yes. On that note, can you talk about your own experience with, with this work and, and your time at Breezy and how that's connected to
1: the Best Buy Team Tech Centers? I actually grew up at Breezy when I was in high school. So like my like job training skills, like how to conduct myself in an interview and things like that. I learned that at Breezy. I got a scholarship to go to college from Brazil, and so like I fully understand what it means like to just grow up in a after-school environment and having a lot of my learning pieces come from that avenue two years after college I worked somewhere else in between but I eventually found myself back at Brzee uh, running the high school program and so we like we had a great program uh, a bare bones program but like it was it was good and when Best Buy opened its first RFP in LA, I was in the need for a lot of space. Like I was just like, I can't run multiple programs in this tiny little room on like four very old, outdated, like IMAX, not like, you know, the flat screen IMAX, like those boxy ones that are all colored and (laughs) things like that. Like we're talking like back in the days. (laughs) And so we had this opportunity to apply for a teen tech center. And I was just like, yes, let's do it. Like, anything is an improvement. Like I have zero resources. And we were doing homework, help, SAT classes, like internship programs, all from that. So like, it was chaos. Essentially, we got granted the funding for a teen tech center, and we were able to convert an underutilized um, rec room into what is now the Best Buy Teen Tech Center and it moved all of our programs there and and it was great like you know to be able to have the space to allow kids to kind of explore tech but to also have enough room and computers where like young people can apply for college or do their FAFSA forms or have like workshops like it was amazing but we did spend a lot of time kind of just like upping our college access programs and kind of like to the point we talked about before like that wasn't the only avenue that kids wanted to go into but it was such a huge part of the conversation at the time. So when I think about what my experiences were like in high school, we didn't talk a lot about like going to college. I went to college because growing up in an Asian American family, that was my expectation. Like it was just what happened after high school,
0: Mm -hmm.
1: making an informed decision about college and what that meant. Like that wasn't a thing. And so By the time I graduated from college, it was a huge part of the conversation. Like, how do we strengthen these college programs? Not so much STEAM. And then fast forward a few years later, like STEAM is becoming a huge part of the conversation. Um, And I was lucky enough to kind of like be able then with that trajectory, like spend so much time strengthening that, you know, the college access component of things. But what I did see was so many young kids saying like, well, I don't want to go to college. And and we would just say like, well, that's how you're going to, like, that's what's going to help you. That's what's going to help your family. And the more we did that year after year, it was like, no, that's not the only, like, it's not, it's not a guarantee. That degree isn't a guarantee. It helps in most cases, but it's not a guarantee that like a a cycle of poverty would be broken because someone went to college, nor is it fair to tell a, a young person that like that is the only choice that they have for their future. And so what I love about like this opportunity is that's why I then came in with all of these resources and it started to like kind of open my eyes to this other world, this other world of like steam and playing that like I didn't really pay attention to or value or like, and I was just like, wow, like there's, there's this other opportunity to say like, well, if a young girl comes to me and says, I want to go into film, And I say, okay, go study film at Cal State L.A. (laughs) Like, like, is that the only way into the film industry, (laughs) you know, to go to school, to like have to take your prereqs, to have to like do all of these other things? Or can we build out a way to say, like, well, how do we get you into the film industry without saying, like, go pick a university that has a film program? a film program can work, but there's got to be another alternative. And I think that's the beautiful thing about like the community impact hub is like, what is that alternative? And can we then build both of those things out and say like, okay, well, what would you prefer? What makes more sense for you to have to take, go go the university route, or can we nudge you in a different direction that seems to fit you more? Because what happens if the student doesn't do well in the classroom? It's the only choice you have. Like, I think that's kind of like an unfortunate thing. So like the beautiful thing is that like, I've been able to kind of like see um, Brazil getting its first, the first Teen Tech Center here, and that kind of being like the envy of all like the other organizations, right? And then like, and I still hear it, like people are like, when Brazil got that Teen Tech Center back in 2016, I was like, I want that. Now we have one at Legacy LA and we will have one at VSEDC. We will have three others in Watts, Boyle Heights, Antelope Valley. And so like this thing that seemed to be like such a a dream to people, like wow, can it like what would happen if we had that now is a reality for so many organizations, specifically 12, you know, like, and it's such a great thing to see happen out here. But I think the cooler thing is that like if we can do this right, like if we, if we succeed in this, like can we replicate this somewhere else? Can we, can we do it in another city? And I think that kind of like vision of like what's possible, like I didn't see that before and I see it now.
2: Best Buy is committed to building brighter futures for teens through tech. With an extensive network of Best Buy teen tech centers, teens are provided safe after-school spaces where they can get hands-on experience with the latest technology in areas like programming, filmmaking, music production, and design. Best Buy has set a goal to support 100 teen tech center locations by 2025, expanding the program's reach to 30,000 teens each year. To find a Best Buy teen tech center near you, visit corporate.bestbuy.com slash social-impact slash teen-tech-centers.
0: That's great. Uh, So a couple things. Um, One is how do you measure the impact? And then two, is there a city, another location in
1: mind to create a community impact hub? I'll answer the second one without like fully answering it. I think I know we are exploring, that's why it's exploring doing another community impact hub. I don't know where yet. We've eliminated a couple of options. Mm-hmm. We're exploring a couple of others. That is as much as I will say on that. <laughs> but we're testing it you. out in LA because we are the trendsetters, right? Like yes. <laughs> yes. If we can make it happen in LA, then we can make it happen anywhere else. The other one was impact. measuring impact. <laughs> the kids tell us impact is measured in a few different ways. So, like from an organization standpoint, the assessment and planning reports that CBOs have to do, uh they do it mid-year and they do it end of year. It's designed to support site hosts in a reflection process. And what are we doing well? What are we not doing well? What do we want to change? So, it's a tool for improving quality and setting future goals for programs. And so that that's structured in a way for like for the individual organization, right? Like do some self-reflecting on like what you've done and where you want to go and like certain components do we grade these organizations? No, like we really just wanna like be guide and support in that conversation of like, where do you where do you see yourself and where do you want to improve? The bigger tool that we use to measure impact really comes from our youth impact surveys. And those are conducted in all the teen tech centers. Um, youth at every clubhouse are invited to participate in a survey that assesses their like feelings towards like school, um, their interest in STEM, interest in their communities tech and social skills that they've learned um, the environment the relationships with like mentors and caring adults like things like that and so like um, some of the things that we've been able to see and learn from the reports of the youth impact surveys that like 91 percent of the teens feel that the teen tech centers are a safe space for them Mm -hmm. like a safe space with like trusted adults and that like 93 percent of them or confident that they'll achieve their career goals, I think that's the biggest way we measure success is to really like, hear it from the young people. And then I'll say like, the last thing is like, we're we are working with a third party company, um, informing change to conduct a more longitudinal study about the effectiveness of our career pathways program, but we are still really early in that process. And so but that is like another avenue that we're looking at measuring impact
2: The Wallace Annenberg Genspace is an innovative center for older adults to pursue creativity, connection, and lifelong learning. For more information, visit genspace.la.
0: How long have you been with Best Buy's social impact team? Seven months. Awesome. (laughs) Awesome. Well, congratulations. Thank you. (laughs) Big accomplishment. And, uh, Thank you. You know, I I'm sure all of your experience is coming to the forefront in, in building out
1: this community impact hub here. I hope so. I, <laughs> I've, I've I've definitely learned a lot from um, all my colleagues. What are
0: you reading, watching, or
1: listening to these days? I'm always listening to Taylor Swift. I might take a couple of days off, and then like I'll just be right back at it. I don't know if you're a Taylor Swift fan, but I like the, she has an album or a song for every mood like are you wanting happy fairy tales? listen to one of the earlier albums Are you wanting revenge listen to one of the newer ones just she's got a mood for everything it's great
0: i just had a visual of you know the feelings wheel that you work like like yeah thing for kids <laughs> yes I'm like i wonder if there's a feelings w- wheel that points to taylor swift songs <laughs> oh if not we should make one <laughs>
1: I think you're on to something, and that's probably something that I will Google afterwards. Okay. <laughs> that would be amazing. Oh, my goodness. I can't stop thinking about that now. What am I watching? I just started watching The Staircase, and it's really sad because then I also have caught up to The Staircase on HBO Max. Uh, to be fair, there's only, I think, six episodes uh, wow. so The Staircase. I don't know what it is. I'm going to Google it after this. Okay. <laughs> I have feelings about it. I'm just like the protagonist. I'm just like, he's not a likable person, but i I'm hooked. And then I am reading, I'm reading a book that my best friend gave me about like Enneagram sixes. And so I'm an Enneagram six. Um, so it's, it's all a, a lot of reflecting on myself. I did just start a book called the body keeps the score. That one's all about trauma. And then if I have downtime during the workday, which sadly, not a whole lot of these days. Um, I'm reading The Field Guide to Human-Centered Design, which sounds like such a nerdy thing, but it's actually really interesting. And it really like kind of just shapes like the way we think about like programs and implementation as we look at like all of our work, whether it's Community Impact Hub or something else on the innovation team. But it's, if you haven't read it, like, I mean, I haven't finished it, but as I read it, I'm just like, oh, that's very interesting. So
0: is there anything else that you would like to share with the learner audience?
1: Probably just that like learning isn't black and white. The traditional model of learning in the classroom is great. Like I did well enough in school, but that just like wasn't my way. Of, like I didn't, I didn't love school. So like the traditional model is great, but it doesn't work for a lot of people. It it does for a lot, but there it's not everyone. I want to point out like there are different ways to learn and we need to acknowledge that. We need to value it and we need to strengthen those learning models, Um, but also that learning shouldn't ever stop myself included. I should embrace learning a lot more. And I feel like we should all embrace learning a lot more and we should constantly challenge what we think and what we believe and invite dialogue with people from differing perspectives, because I think if we modeled this for our young people more, like we just all be in a better place. Yes, agree.
0: Well, thank you, Cho. I really appreciate you taking this time and- No problem. Excited to follow this build out of the Community Impact Hub and your leadership in creating this.
1: Yes, we'll have more as a report out on in a a couple of years. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, well, thank you. Thank you.
0: The Annenberg Learner podcast joins the catalog of multimedia professional learning content to support educators teaching in more effective ways. Annenberg Learner is the education division of the Annenberg Foundation. Learner supports the foundation's mission to encourage the development of more effective ways to share ideas and knowledge. Go to learner.org and annenberg.org to learn more.